you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Thirteen hours. Thirteen hours. We'll have football. Yeah, I know. Nice. Take a look at the Raiders arriving in Canton ahead of the Hall of Fame game tonight. That will be eight Eastern on NBC. We are counting down the hours between awesome. the Jaguars and the Raiders. We've got you covered. NFL Total Access has the pregame show at six Eastern, and they'll break down all the action for you after the final whistle right here on NFL Network. It feels good. It, it feels does. good. Yeah. Welcome <laughs> right. to Good Morning Football. We are live here in New York City. It is Thursday, August 4th. My name is Jamie Erdahl. He is Kyle Brandt. Mm-hmm. He is Peter Schrager. Mm-hmm. He is a Super Bowl yes. champion, yes. even though his brother told us to stop calling him that. Jason <laughs> McCourty. Haters, man. I know, right? You oh, win man. the Super Bowl. Yeah. Like, what, what is that? take that away from you. What are you talking about? I mean, everybody's not going to have three of them. I'm happy with just one. That's <laughs> all it takes. That's all it takes. I liked seeing the Raiders go into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. One of the greatest busts in there is a Raider, Howie Long. Amazing bust. He, uh, Kevin Green, and Troy Palomalo, my three favorite of yeah. those, but they're great. Oh, I love Incredible. it. I love it. it. It's been an interesting couple of days, like 10 days for us doing the show, but the fact that now we can settle in and actually talk about football feels How about good. it? This is what we were brought yeah. here for. It is called Good Morning, good morning football. football. Yes, right? exactly. Yeah. Right. All right, cool. Speaking All right. Of which. <laughs> Time for the lead block. <laughs> lead block. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Judy Batista and Tom Pelissero are with us now. Judy, Tom, the NFL has announced that they will appeal Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson's six-game suspension for violating the league's personal conduct policy. Tom, I'm going to start with you. Why did the league finally decide to appeal? They did have until this morning to do so. Well, first of all, Jamie, the NFL has that right under the collective bargaining agreement to appeal, as the NFLPA does, any suspension for a player under the new disciplinary policy that was implemented back in 2020. So the NFL did officially file that appeal on Wednesday and once again is now seeking indefinite banishment of at least one year with the possibility of conditional reinstatement in 2023 for Deshaun Watson. The NFLPA has two days to respond to that brief. Roger Goodell can appoint himself 
himself or someone else to hear the appeal. If, in fact, Goodell or his designee increase the suspension, there is a very real possibility that this could end up in federal court. There is also the possibility now with this new timeline that the te- that the uh, the union and the league could revisit settlement talks. There have been discussions going all the way back to the three-day hearing in early July. The NFL, though, was unwilling to come down from a substantial number of games on top of a significant fine for Deshaun Watson, which, Judy, you would think would certainly form the basis for any settlement talks here going forward. Right. It's important to remember when wondering why the league would go back and appeal it is that in Judge Robinson's brief, she said that the NFL had proved its case that Deshaun Watson violated the personal conduct policy in three different ways. Most importantly, uh, she said that by the NFL's own definition of sexual assault, Deshaun Watson had committed sexual assault. So six games was just never going to cut it, certainly not in the court of public opinion, which the NFL pays attention to. But more importantly, the the NFL thought that no precedent really applies to this. And in her brief, the, the judge herself said egregious behavior, patent, you know, predatory behavior. So they felt that no, no precedent that she was relying on uh, really applies to this case. It's There's nothing analogous to what we've seen in this case, and that is why they want to revisit it. And as Tom said, they have the right in the CBA to appeal it just as the NFLPA has the right to appeal it. Judy, Tom, you both have been all over this story. With all that's developed in the last 24 hours, Judy, we'll start with you. Is there a chance that Deshaun Watson could actually be on the field week one as this whole process takes out? Yes, there is a chance. Um, This is tricky and it's an element of unknown because this is the first time uh, we're going through this with this new policy. But yes, the expectation is that if the NFL increases the suspension by a large amount, that the Players Association will go to federal court. And in that case, they would seek a temporary restraining order. And now the question is, if they got a temporary restraining order, when would it kick in? We've seen in past cases, Ezekiel Elliott, Tom Brady, that a temporary restraining order allowed the player to play, to be on the field while everything was playing out in court. But that might not be the case here because we already know there's going to be at least a six-game suspension. And so the question is, would a temporary restraining order start immediately and get him off the field for week one? Or or would he be allowed, Would when would that restraining order kick in? It's a little bit murky. There's unknowns for, for both the PA and the league here because, again, this is the first time anybody has been through this. Judy, in addition, if Deshaun Watson, like any other player, ended up being suspended for a minimum of one year, historically speaking, that player has not been allowed to participate in training camp. So that also raises the possibility if, in fact, Roger Goodell or his designee increase it to that indefinite ban of at least one year, that Deshaun Watson could be out of training camp, out of the preseason, off the field immediately, which would only accelerate the potential timeline for a federal lawsuit. There have been a lot of emotional arguments about the Deshaun Watson six-game suspension, understandably so, given the subject matter at play. The argument by Sue L. Robinson for the six-game suspension, though, was also a legal one, saying that the NFL is essentially trying to enact a different disciplinary scale than what is laid out in the collective bargaining agreement and the personal conduct policy. Failure to notify the players' union of that change could constitute a violation of federal labor law. The NFL, of course, would counter that the reason that precedent should not apply in this case is there is nothing to compare to the 
unprecedented in the league's opinion behavior of Deshaun Watson, which you referred to in Wednesday's brief as some of the most egregious in league history. Jamie. Judy, Tom, thank you so much for all that information. All right. The NFL is appealing this six-game suspension recommendation by Judge Sue L. Robinson. Um, so what do we think could be next, Peter? I think what you're hearing from both of our experts right there, and they do a wonderful job uh, contextualizing and, and making it so we can understand it and not going through legal documents, 16-page uh, legal document, which was what Judge Robinson put forward, is that this is so complex and so behind closed doors, and what Judge Robinson was basing this on, a lot of it was precedent in the past. So... Jameis Winston, Ezekiel Elliott. No player who has been accused or been put under that sort of umbrella has gotten more than six games, all things considered. So, hey, the maximum, yes, it's egregious, and we did. The maximum was six. Here's six, and under your current policy and what you've used and what you've done as disciplinary, you can't just say willy-nilly it's going to be the whole season because of the court of public opinion. The NFL is coming back and essentially saying, well, no, there is no precedent for this. There is no precedent for this because there's multiple accusers. And though they've only heard four, that there was all these Mm -hmm. others. And let's play this out further. And because of the CBA, which is a collectively bargained agreement, the NFL has the power to then say, "Okay, well, that's great from Judge Robinson. We are now going to weigh in. We can appeal. And Roger Goodell, the commissioner, he can weigh in and then levy the final word. And if it's not him, it's someone that he designates. The back end of that is that the NFLPA could say, well, no, 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 you can't do that. We're going to take this to federal court. And as we saw with the Flategate, when you bring in a Jeffrey Kessler, who's the NFLPA's lead, lead dog when it comes to that, they will go to court and they will fight for that player. And they will say, well, no, you can't just you know, do the CBA how you want it. This is how we have as rights. And this could drag out even further. My reaction to this is uh, everyone wants to look at, you know, legally, here's what this is. This is a workplace environment thing, more or less. And the players' side agreed to these rules in the CBA and the policies and that this is actually possible, that Goodell can then come back and say, no, actually, I'm going to appeal that decision and I'm going to levy my own. And then the the NFLPA can then take it to court and drag it out as long as they want. Um, The question is, when does Watson take the field? And does the NFL get its way, which is ultimately what we've heard. They would like to probably see Watson be gone for the year Mm -hmm. and have a very heavy fine. Mm -hmm. I think he pointed it out, Peter. I think the precedent argument of keeping it at six games is ludicrous. You're talking about those other players you mentioned, single accusers, single incidents. This could not be more different than the Deshaun Watson situation. Uh, I've been saying it all week. Six games. It should be longer, and I expect it will be longer. Judge Robinson found stuff, guys. She effectively, in her own way of saying it, found him guilty. She read and said, oh yeah, I believe terrible things happen. The six-game suspension is an admission of that. So if she found out and said, I don't think there's anything here, I don't recommend any suspension, and then when NFL comes back and still does, that's a different deal. She said these things happen. And for anybody who is still saying, I think six is excessive, certainly more than that is excessive, take five minutes, read it, consume it. Just click, open it up, and read it. And see if that sits right with you. Get right with what you read, because it's disgusting. I mean, it's graphic, it's disgusting, it's excessive, and I think it warrants a lot more than a six-week paid vacation for a guy to come back week seven and just check right in like nothing happened. I think it should be longer, and as I said again, I think it will be longer, and here we are. Yeah, she wrote, the NFL, and Tom and Judy touched on this, the NFL proved its case by their definition that Deshaun Watson committed sexual assault. She wrote it in there. I feel it to be on purpose. She also had to do her own job as a former judge, as the litigator here, or the, the arbiter here, to say that 
However, you have not set the standard. It's on the NFL to set the standard. So I, I, I did speak with Paul Sarah before the show because I just wanted to clear something up about do we have to wait for another CBA negotiation to come up to change that number of number six to recommend for a case like this, for that to be the suspension? He said, no, the NFL could change it tomorrow and say this is our workplace standard. Now, they can't retroactively say mm-hmm. that we've changed it to a year. That's why it should be here. And you know what? That's fine. Do what you need to do here with the the suspension, with the appeal, however long it needs to take. It's this is for the next player. Hmm. This is for the next group yeah, of women sure. that is affected. If it if you want to change it from six to a year, if the accounts come from more than one source, this affects more than one person, it automatically needs to be a year. If you need to change it next week or next month, then do so. It, Deshaun Watson's situation is going to play out legally. People are in place to fight for their respective parties, and that's fine. But if the NFL wants to take action and treat women the way that they have said and stated that they want to respect the situation that women are at hand in sometimes, then change the number now so the next time this happens we don't have these conversations. For sure. And we all knew that they were going to appeal this. Judy mentioned it when she was talking and she said the NFL pays attention to public opinion. They have to. It's a consumer-driven business. And for me, 100%. Six games, not enough. Mm. When you read through that document, you see the findings that Sue L. Robinson found. There's no way that he can just go out there six games in and then just go start playing. For me, as a player for so long, being a part of the NFLPA, seeing that negotiations finally led to an actual process of which somebody is suspended or somebody is taking away from the game, I wish the full year or full year plus, whatever it was, could have come from that process. Now, I understand mm. for Sue L. Robinson, it's hard as a former judge to sit there and say, hey, I'm just going to throw the book at this guy and give mm-hmm. him two years mm-hmm. when that's never been done. There's never been a, a statement or anything that brings it to those terms. But for me, I just I would love to have seen the process. And like you alluded to, Peter, like, yes, this is in the collective bargaining. The NFL has the right. But those negotiations don't just go like that. Like, there's not a mass text that goes out like, hey, guys, do you all agree to this? It's it's back and forth. It's giving up something for this. And for the PA and for the players to get an opportunity to have a process to go through was a big win. Now we're about to kind of negate that and go back to what it is. But Mm -hmm. in this situation... I'm okay with that. It's really yeah. well said. By, and, and to add to both your points, so in 2014, they had a CBA from 2011 that was signed. Ray Rice happens. It's two games. They tore up the public the, the conduct policy. Let's write a new one. Yeah. They can do it again mm-hmm. here. And and you, you hit on something that was, was really strong as well, was saying that, hey, you have to concede some things in the CBA yes. here and there. And the players were really hell-bent on Goodell not being the judge and jury. And he wasn't on this. Mm -hmm. But through the process, he he ultimately will be, which to a lot of players, there's great frustration saying, hey, whether what happened or not, it's still where we were from the beginning of this thing. The players agreed and signed on. Mm -hmm. Other concessions were made. And and let's remember on Sunday evening, the NFLPA attempted to remind everybody Mm -hmm. publicly that Goodell is not judge and jury on this one, or at least they didn't want to get to that step. They sent out that statement that said, we understand the ruling is coming down soon. We are going to respect the ruling. Some people speculate that they knew the number and they were trying to back end the NFL into not filing this appeal. But they were trying perhaps to play the case of public opinion and try to get ahead of what the NFL now has officially done, which has filed the appeal against the six-game suspension. Yeah, and that just wasn't going to happen. No, it was not. No, exactly. They had their 72 hours, and they came to terms with that.
you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie, too, for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Can't do a good segment unless there's... Yeah, <laughs> Training camp. It's here. So is our show. It's here. We're happening. We're talking. Uh, we do speak in the breaks, and we just sometimes the show sure. interrupts us. Uh, NFL Network has all the reps that you need with live reports from every camp. You got interviews with the game's biggest stars like Russell Wilson, and it's time to go to work. Uh, Inside Training Camp Live continues today at 10 a.m. Eastern right here after Good Morning Football on NFL Network. Mm, stick with us all day, mm-hmm. and then tonight there's football, which is so good. Let's go. Uh, but there was some other drama around the league uh, this week, and we go down to Miami for a segment of We In or We Out. Okay. Here's how it goes. I state something, and you guys tell me whether you agree. That's exactly no. how I feel when I go to Miami. Am I in or am I out? <laughs> I think you have to be in, right? Yeah, all the yeah. way in. All the way in. Miami can be one of those places where you go in saying, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out, no, you no. get in, and you're I'm like, I'm in. I'm in, let's go. I'm in. Let's All right. Go. Okay. Like, actually, I am in. Um, let's start with Tua, because he's under a lot of pressure already right now, and then there's higher expectations this offseason, and with the recent stuff that we saw from the Dolphins and that maybe Tom Brady were in discussions, this quarterback is trying to keep all the noise at bay and focus on what he has to do. Take a listen. 
Yeah, I, I would say everyone heard about it uh, yesterday when we went into the locker room, seen it on the TV. Um, for me, I, I have no idea about all the details other than what was shown on, on uh, TV. I, can't, I, I remember I came in 2020, so whatever happened in 2019, I don't even, I can't even speak on that. So I was here 2020, and I'm still here, and I'm blessed to be here, you know. If it has to do with support from the team, I think the team's all in with, with me and all the guys that we have now. Hmm. And there he is having a good time at practice as well. Tua has been the man this summer. Cool. Everyone in Miami has spoken and said, hey, he's really the alpha in the room, and he's the guy who's the leader. Jason McCourty, you were with Tua last year in Miami. Everyone across the board is all in on him. So here's the statement. Tua's actually going to make the giant leap in 2022. Are we in or are we out on the Tua year Come on. this season? Come on. You guys know where I stand. I'm all in on yep. Tua. And- as I listen to that, I just feel for him. He has to continue to answer questions about stuff he has absolutely mm-hmm. no control over. Like he said, he don't know if they tanked in 2019. He's focused on right now, but they have given him the weapons. I feel like he is going to make the jump. We've seen him in training camp making the throws. We hear the maturity in his responses. He's focused on this season. His new weapons that are around him in Tyreek Hill. He has some big guys up front, Connor Williams, Teron Armstead to protect him, I really feel like is going to make the leap. Jamie, you said it yesterday, yeah. a guy that's going to silence all the critics, mm-hmm. and it's going to happen early. They have the Patriots at home, mm-hmm. then they head to Baltimore to play the Ravens at home versus the Bills, and then they head to Cincinnati. That's, to that's very difficult. So we're going to know early on, that's like true. you just said, when you get to Miami, are you in or are you out? You're going to know right away. You're going to have to make that decision. So we'll see. I like Tua. I like the way he's handling his business. I like that he got married in the offseason and the news leaked because of court reports. There was no, with due respect, Peter, there's no McVeigh wedding with the Met Gala and Odell and Adele. It was just like we got married quietly. People magazine photos weren't I don't there think there were. There, there, was, there was no TMZ, none of that. He wanted it discreet, which is why I'm talking about it on TV. And yet... Um, <laughs> Giant leap? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. Like, we're in the world of of nuclear giant leaps. Uh, Josh Allen last year made a giant leap. Uh, We've seen some crazy leaps. That doesn't mean that Tua won't be better this year. They won't get to the playoffs, all that stuff. But it also raises a question, like, is he even really capable of a giant leap? Like, for Tua, for all his strengths and assets... He does not have the Josh Allen skill set. He does not have the Justin Herbert physicality. He doesn't have what Lamar has, who won an MVP in his own way. We're kind of still figuring out what Tua does have. He's mobile, he's accurate and all that stuff. But in this world where the quarterbacks now are Avengers, like, is he going to be the guy, oh my God, Tua threw for 46 touchdowns. And then for for Tua to make a quote-unquote giant leap in today's context, we need to be talking about him in the MVP context. And I think still he'll just be good this year, but I'm not ready for giant leap. Like, I, I, I disagree with that. Okay. I disagree on, with Jared. the fact that... Like, I thought that was the, coming, and Jamie. The M- <laughs> Tell him, Jamie. The, MV, your, the MVP, like, that's a catastrophic... I mean, that's a, a, a word beyond giant. I can't think of it right now, but it's <laughs> that to go to the MVP conversation. Giant leap from where he is yeah. starting, from the expectations that we had for him versus how he has performed yeah. versus giant. I mean, MVP? Mm. Like, we're talking if this guy wins a playoff game that would need yeah. to be a giant I'm right leap. With you. the first five games i am with you yeah. that is a test and a half for two a tongue of 
I, I am all, I have to officially lean into this guy. Jason brought it Let's up. Go. I, it, it, I, he's going to silence everybody. But to, to, to argue that the only way that a definition of elite or is giant is that if he's in an MVP yep. conversation. You see it as team related? What is I there, do what see is it as team. I see it as team performance related. Weren't we just harping last week about how a quarterback's definition is in postseason yeah. wins? Like, let's, that, well, that's what he said, too. Yeah. And that, like, postseason playoff games, appearances, wins, being a leader, giant, like, MVP? Come he's in his on. third year. What are we, uh, oh, he's a Jimmy Garoppolo now. We're great. Top 10 pick, third year, brilliant new head coach, all the wide receivers. He should make a giant leap. He should. Yes. The giant leap is going to be, Peter, in this segment, the first time that Jamie and Jason find a player they're not all in for. Oh, here we go. That'll be the giant. You Everybody's know. great. Okay. We can be critical, amazing. guys. Uh, we can. Oh, I know, don't we're, I know well, we're young. I know the show true. is just growing here. <laughs> yep. Well, I... <laughs> Everybody, we're all in. <laughs> 32 teams times 53 players. I'm in on all of them. It's okay, guys. Not everybody has to be your favorite player. To Jamie's point, though, I, I, I do think there's some credence to if the Dolphins, who have not won a playoff game, I, since, since, I think since Dave Wonstadt was the coach and, and, and Jay Fiedler was the quarterback, sure. if, if they get to the playoffs mm-hmm. and they can compete and win a playoff game, I think that is a giant leap. No, it's not good enough for you. you need- it's a leap. You asked a oh, giant leap. Okay. Like, now we're I need to see more from Tua, too. Like, if they just make the playoffs and it's not done kind of – on his merit, like, yeah, I want to see more than just mm. team success. I want to see him throwing for 25, 26 touchdowns and six interceptions. Like, I want to see the giant leap of yeah. the numbers as well. It's completion percentage. You want it at the out, hands but. of Tua. You don't want it like Peyton's yeah. Super Bowl a la Denver. Like, oh. Correct. You know, like when yeah. he was kind of the winning quarterback yeah, okay. yesterday. I have yeah. a lot more things to say on this, but I know you have a very, a very yeah. smart next question. Gotta get sure. yeah. I don't even I know, know what it sorry. is. Sorry. I'm sure yeah, it's sorry. Great. Yesterday, no, Devontae Adams posted a video of getting into a ride share with three other teammates, and the car was not one of the extra large ones. Hunter Renfro seems to have broken protocol by Sitting in the front seat of a rideshare with three other grown men in the back seat squished together. There you see Carr, Adams, and Hollins. Was that a rideshare X? That is a rideshare <laughs> with a letter. Here is the statement. And Hunter, of course, it, they have blamed him. He's, He's all in on the front seat. <laughs> He's the one who called it. Or dialed it up, however you want to Ooh, say it. Who let Renfro rideshare this uh, this car? Come on. Rideshare. Statement. Keep saying rideshare. Rideshare. <laughs> Sitting in the front seat of a rideshare car. Are we in or are we out, Jamie? Is it okay to sit in the front seat in one of these things? I am I am as in on the front seat yeah. in oh, rideshare as I am in on Tua Tagovailoa. Listen. If I could ask the driver to get out of the driver's seat so I could drive the car, I would do it. I am the worst passenger. I am. I get so car sick car immediately. Sick. Oh. Immediately, it is like instantaneous. Yeah, yes. So for I have to get the front seat. And there have been moments where I have been like, "Sir, can I just drive your?" Car mm-hmm. like this is no, I've never done it. But I would I love thought to do it. that. That's- I know, but I have thought about doing it. I mean, I've done it to my husband. Like we'll, we'll get out, we'll switch on car. I'm like, he'll start to go to the driver's side. I'm like, no, 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 it is time to go. So I right, can't do so it. So right now, you get in a car service, you're getting in the front seat. Um, no, okay, <laughs> no. However, that's more of it. But if there is a choice, like if somebody has to, it's you're, me. Yeah, it's you're me. always the yes, first one. Yes, yes. But I like, volunteer I tribute. A, I have a governor for like I have like a 30 minute limit in the back seat, and I like have to keep my head like pressed against the wall, and oh, I have to look out the window. Wow. Like, Sounds like bad. you got a 30 minute limit and a two star rating. <laughs> 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 what is your rating, Ernst? If you're asking to drive, they're going to drive it right to one star. The 31st oh. minute doesn't always end up. I am all out on the front oh. seat, especially when you have that type of money sitting in the back <laughs> of the ride chair. 
Yeah. Right. Derek Carr, Devontae. Like, these guys got the, the Brinks truck is backed up. Like, let's just call a multiple ride shares and then we can all mosey around and get there. I'm all out on the front. Let's seat. pay someone to drive one of your own nice cars. Yes. How yeah. about that? Okay. Shouldn't Devontae be offering them a chopper or something like that? Yeah. 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 Uh, I think it's perfect that, that Hunter Renfro wants to be as close to their ride share driver because <laughs> he looks like one. That's probably, that's probably the guy. I, I, I will, I'm not afraid to go front seat if you're with the family or something. You have four people. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, like if you just decide to do it willingly and you're the only passenger, then you're a serial killer. Then you're like Harlan Williams in uh, Seven Minute Abs. But I do like sometimes when you catch the driver off guard because he's got that thing all the way up oh, and yes. tilted forward. Stuffs in the seat, too. And then also he's got his, his like personal belongings. Always. And he's got candies and waters and pictures of his kids and his lunch and the Tupperware. And he's like, oh, you're a front seater? I'm like, yeah, I'm a yeah. front seater. I once went into the front seat because there was with multiple people. I opened it up and there was a soccer ball, a basketball, and a tennis racket yeah. in the front seat. And I'm like, staying active. What are we doing? Like, what, what is this guy's I run a camp on the side. He's a quick one. Quick why, why would he not go with the, the rideshare X? L or rideshare black or like one of those. Come on, Hunter. Play fake. Cousins is going to roll right. He's going to look. The ball is intercepted. KJ Wright reaches up about 13 feet in the air. Over the top. Ball tipped up. Did KJ intercept it? He did in the end zone. KJ Wright. To throw it underneath and boom. Knocked it. On his wallet by K.J. Wright. Fitzpatrick stands strong. Draws. Intercepted K.J. Wright. Holy smoke, K.J. Wright! That's the man right there. He went use check and Fitzmagic back-to-back Harvard dudes and jacked him up. Uh, we yeah, love this nice. guy. He was a young kid out of Mississippi who loved playing football in his grandmother's front yard. Later became a pro bowler, a Super Bowl champion, and the Seahawks man of the year. Please welcome recently retired NFL linebacker in front of the show, KJ Wright. What's hey. up, KJ? How you doing, man? What's going on? What's going on? How y'all doing? You, you, big things in your life. You played, and I like how you described this, 11 quick football seasons. Last Thursday, Mm -hmm. you announced your retirement. Why did it feel quick, and how do you feel now? It went by super fast, and um, I'm still on cloud nine. I'm still on cloud nine just to have that moment to just close that chapter. I had my family there, wife and kids, all my teammates, athletic trainers. I had so many people I wanted to thank for over the years. And to, have, to get my flowers while I was playing, to close that chapter, and literally just thank everyone because so many people went into my success. I couldn't have did it without those people. Just for me to get out the game healthy, get out the game knowing that I could still play. But uh, I just think it's time to close this chapter. Just meant the world to me. And so for the Seahawks to give me that one-day contract, that was pretty big. Yeah, for sure. I think continuing to have opportunities, but being able to walk away on your own terms is huge. But no matter how long you play, it's never easy to walk away and transition out of the game. It took me months to come to that decision and having a major uh, surgery last year. It kind of put the writing on the wall for me. What all went into your decision to ultimately walk away from the game? For me, it came down to my family. I knew that um, the way that this free agency draining would go, that teams would wait until a training camp or into the season to sign me. And I did that last year. Last year, I went to Vegas, and um, they signed me week one of the regular season. And I had no time to get my family situated and bring them out there with me. So I was out there by myself in Vegas, and that was not fun at all. And I was like, I'm not doing that again. And so I knew that it would either be Seattle or retirement, and so I went to the Seahawks. I said, hey, 12th year, we'd love to make it happen with you guys. 
And um, they was transparent and said, KJ, we love you. We respect you, but we just can't do it. And so I said, if it's not with you guys, then I'm not going to play football by myself again. So I just up and retire and retire as a Seahawk. Man, it's, it's not often talked about. I can remember my Cleveland days of just sitting in the hotel room on FaceTime with my family. They're not paying any attention to me, yeah. but at least let me feel <laughs> like I was still in the room. So I can yeah, definitely so. relate to you. And like like you said, both family, man, you have three kids. I have three kids. I know when my decision came down to it, my kids, they didn't really care, but my wife just yeah. wanted me to be at peace. My mom was excited for what was to come next. For you, what mm-hmm. was the reactions like from your family and how all of that kind of transpired as you decided to uh, walk away? Yeah, it was all different from each family member. The, the one that took it the hardest was my dad. He was like, man, are you sure? Like, you can still play. I know you can still do I'm like, dad, I can still play, but it's just time to hang it up because he's literally seen every football game I played from peewee to my last pro, pro football game. My dad's watched every game, so he kind of took it the hardest. But my wife, she was... She was egging me on to retire. She was um, like, you, why are you, what are you doing? I, I was working out early in the offseason. She was like, you look so tired. She's like, babe, it's okay to move on. And so um, she just gave me that extra boost and those words of assurance. Like, I know you've done this since, since childhood, but babe, it'll be okay. You can hang it up now and right off in the sunset. You should be so proud. You had such a great career, and it's crazy. We're talking about it in the past tense. I remember when you were first coming in the league, and yeah. those Seahawks teams were so vibrant, look so out. young. Look out. And mm-hmm. gosh, I look at that team now. You know, they parted ways with you perhaps earlier than many thought they should a couple of years ago. Trade Russ Wilson. They released Bobby Wagner. Yet Pete yeah. is still the coach. Mm-hmm. I don't, it's hard yeah. to come. It's, is it a rebuild? Is it not a rebuild? Pete's still there, and he seems to not be wanting to go away. Like, what do you make to the state of the Seahawks football team right now? It what appears to be a turning of the page, but still the 70-year-old head coach in the saddle. I'm telling you, Coach Carroll's going to be there as long as he wants. He is the man. And <laughs> when, you talk about, when you talk about rebuild, that is not in his vocabulary. That is not in Coach Carroll's vocabulary talking about rebuild and hit the reset button. This team is going to, and I, I personally believe, they can sneak into the playoffs. I believe they have a young, hungry team. They hear the naysayers. They hear all the doubters that they're going to have a five and, you know, 12 season. This team can make some noise. A young, hungry team. Their quarterback. This is going to be, we're going to see how it looks with Geno, with Drew. Both of these guys haven't gotten off to the career that they wanted to. So they have got to prove that they could take this team to a successful 17-game season. A young, hungry team on defense. It's also be fun to watch some teams. With, so with this seventh team in the playoffs, do not be surprised if the Seahawks make a serious playoff push. Ooh, you heard wow. it. You heard it. Yeah, I'm telling you. You just I'm, said those I'm telling two names. You now. You ta- All right. You know, we clip things off here, KG, and we (laughs) make you relive it when when it's true and sometimes when it's ugly. So we're going to hold you to it. But you mentioned those two guys, Geno Smith and Drew Locke, and you said their names for a reason. It's because Russell Wilson is not there. He's in Denver. You played plenty of time with him. You know the kind of Russell Wilson effect he can have on a building. Um, How do you Mm -hmm. think the Seahawks culture changed with Russell? And what do you think the kind of presence he will have for the Broncos in the locker room will be? Right. I was there when Russ first got there. And you could tell when his first few days, like this dude has something special about him. He just has this it factor that you want at the quarterback position. And so when he first got there, it was Russell versus Matt Flynn. And it was not even close. We were, everyone was like, this is our quarterback. And he just has that contagious, just positive energy. This has an it factor. Just no matter what's the situation in the game, we could be down 20 points with a minute left. 
Russell thinks that he can pull off this victory. And so you just watch him, just his passion that he brings to the table, his love for his teammates, love for his community. The guy is just truly special. And so I can't wait to see how he does in Denver. He's going to a very competitive division. And so I cannot wait to see him go against Patrick Mahomes, twice a year, Derek Hart, Justin Herbert. And so I really believe that Russell's in a really good situation. I can't wait to you know, see him play some good ball this year. We can't wait either, and yet he opens week one against mm-hmm. Seattle, who apparently might be making a playoff push. KJ, you got takes. You have our respect. You're one of the good guys. We are so excited and happy for you about your career, man. Thanks for joining us. No doubt. Thank you, guys. KJ. Yes, sir. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. All right, Bills wide receiver Stephon Diggs. He may try, but he can't get away from the cameras this season. They'll track him down. All eyes will be on him and Josh Allen as the Bills look to keep their playoff streak alive. 
Andrew Siciliano, Brian Baldinger are in Rochester, New York. Hey. Welcome into the show, you guys. What can you tell us about how Josh Allen's connection is going with Stefan Diggs and how it's growing coming into this season? We've seen a lot of Brian Baldinger, Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs connections yeah. here. We've also seen a lot of great battles as well between Stephon Diggs and the rookie corner, mm-hmm. Kair Elam. Looking forward to both of those. We've also seen Stephon Diggs posing for photos after practice every day yeah. with babies that people are bringing down to the field here at St. <laughs> John Fisher. Are they going to start naming newborn Stephon? Like, is it going to so. be the new Peyton? Like, yes. Because he's just that likable. And Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs are just that lovable. I mean, their their interaction and their love for each other is real. It's genuine. And I think that's a big part of the success. Two years ago when Stephon first came here, he led the NFL in receiving and touchdowns and all that. Didn't have the same numbers last year because they spread the ball around a little bit more. But when you need a play, I mean, Stephon Diggs can still beat anybody off the dribble. He can still win his one-on-ones against any corner in this league. And, you know, when their scramble drill takes off, uh, Josh Allen is looking for Stephon Diggs. Yeah, and he could also still crash the set as he did on yes. Back Together Saturday, Great Jamie, stuff. because he was upset about what his brother had told me the day before in Oxnard, that he would not get a catch against him, not a single reception in a Bills-Cowboys Super Bowl, which fans here would certainly love to see, and there are plenty of them. Practice about to get going. We would love to see that. We saw that one about uh, 30 years ago, Andrew. We'd love to see a sequel to that. And I'm just going to tear down the curtain here. Once a year, we all get together as as a network in Los Angeles, and you learn about each other, and you make friends and everything. I learned about Brian Baldinger things that I never never thought I needed to know. Like, he does, like, 1,500 stomach crunches every day, and he does them in the steam room. I I was there. I saw it. We had a a beautiful moment together. The reason I bring it up... Baldy, is there anyone out there, any additions for the Bills maybe that have even that level of dedication or that kind of physical specimen they're bringing out there? And could it be the new addition, O.J. Howard? Nice. Uh, Well, I think there's a couple that could fall in that category, but O.J. is certainly one of them. I mean, five years in Tampa, but never really the guy. Like, I remember when he came out of Alabama, uh, Andrew, he, he stayed an extra year to work on his blocking. Like, I think he is a true Y, a guy that can line up you know, next to the tackle, can handle ends and linebackers and get stalemates. I think he's an excellent blocker. Uh, and he's just a big, strong guy, big hands, um, you know, and dependable. And so I think the tight end room with what Dawson Knox did a year ago with the nine touchdown catches and really kind of blossoming in his second season. And Tommy Sweeney, I think they got a really strong tight end room when the weather gets bad, four-minute drill, you got to run the ball at the end of the game, all those kind of things. I think O.J. Howard can help. He was kind of the forgotten man last year, coming off the Achilles injury, really behind Gronk and Cameron Brait. He was the third guy in Tampa. Buffalo goes three wide, maybe 70% of the time, which is pretty high. But they can go 12. Yes. They can put him on the field. Dawson Knox is in a contract year. He says he wants to stay here, but he does can truly Can I just explain 12 for another a second, weapon. Andrew? Yes, 12. Just, Please, for, go just ahead. for the people out there, 12 personnel, one back, Two tight ends. That's a baldy breakdown. Just, 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 you know, because these these terms can be a little confusing, a little fast sometimes. We will have terms like those coming up momentarily, top of the hour, when we have inside training camp live here with the Bills. The rain we think has gone away. Hopefully, fingers crossed, the lightning stays away as well. We have a great crowd behind us, and after practice, Ed Oliver. Maybe he rides a horse over here. Yes. Maybe not. And Tremaine Edmonds, guys, yes. set to join us live on set as well. 
That's awesome. That's a jam-packed show. Baldy, don't be surprised if we reroute you down to Miami so you can do your crunches just in That's the heat right. at training camp in That's Miami right. because it's not hot <laughs> enough. Yeah. In, I don't need a steam room for that, Jamie. Camp. I can just do it in the weather there. No. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Right. Guys, thank you so much. We'll catch you on Inside Training Camp Live here in a little bit. Um, so this Bills team, they're talented. They, got a lot, they are successful last season. Is this just a foregone conclusion? Are we just mentally fast-forwarding this team to the AFC Championship, Peter? They're really, really good. And they got better. Like, they added players. You mentioned O.J. Howard. That's a great addition to a team that's already pretty good on offense. I think Gabriel Davis makes a giant leap this season. He had that great game in the divisional round. He's going to take off from there. I've been talking to folks who've been up there in Buffalo, and they've gotten a lot of great contributions from the rookies. I'm going to give you a name for the preseason. Christian Benford, sixth-round corner out of Villanova. Sixth. Having a great camp. Christian Benford. Like, they're just adding talent. talent. Last year they added Rousseau and Basham, the two pass rushers. They had two offensive line. Like, they don't lose guys. Mm. They bring most of them back. I can't really name many huge losses, and that's even without mentioning Von Miller. Mm-hmm. So I think it's fair to look at the roster, look at the coaching staff, and look at that gosh darn beautiful quarterback mm-hmm. and say, <laughs> yeah, they're going to be really, really good this year. As good as the AFC is, they might be the best. Mm-hmm. So to fast forward them to the AFC championship, okay, cool, let's remind them into last year's Super Bowl. No, they weren't there. Okay, nope. let's remind to last year's AFC Championship. Nope. Fair. Oh, yep, sorry. No, they weren't there. <laughs> to, to make it a foregone conclusion that they will be in yeah, the AFC Championship in a question in a conference that every time we type up our questions for the show and we talk about the AFC, the word loaded goes in front of the AFC every time we talk about it this season. This conference is ridiculous. This team went 11-6 and six last year yep. in the easiest strength of schedule in the NFL. I know they had great postseason success and Josh Allen is like this unicorn now to us and I know you proclaimed them to go to the Super Bowl Mm -hmm. when you were wearing your Zubas in Las Vegas. Um, But there's still work to be done. I love the talent. I love the additions. Consistency is the key here for the Bills, but is it a foregone conclusion? I, I don't see it just nah. yet. No, ab- absolutely it's not. Too good. I mean, if you want to say, like, yeah, they're going to win the division, yeah, I'm all for that. I mean, they outscored everybody by so much. They beat the Dolphins 61-11, to the Jets 72-27, to the Pats 90-52 to last year. So, yeah, you can foregone conclusion say, yeah, it'll be, they'll be putting our hat and T-shirt on at the end of the season as far as divisions. Mm. But, I mean, I hate to remind everybody, but the last 13 seconds of the Divisional, divisional round, round. Divisional not the round. AFC yes. There it is. Yep. It's, it's, it's right here. Like they haven't gone past the divisional round mm-hmm. with Josh Allen. Is he a great quarterback? Great looking guy? Yes, for sure. Attacking right. defensive linemen in practice, practice, we love it. Mm-hmm. But they didn't get out of the divisional round, and we're just going to put them in the conference. Do you not hear me talk about Christian Benford? I forgot about Benford. <laughs> they really like him. Peter's been talking he would, to people. He would have played inside leverage been on talking. Travis Kelsey on that last play with 13 seconds. <laughs> Benford. Yes. So it was a it was a pretty nice hotel. I want to get a steam in the morning, okay? Uh, I gotta, yes, this yeah, is more important. I got yeah. a photo shoot that afternoon, so someone told me to sweat it all out. Oh. You look okay. all felt and everything. You're doing your pictures. I walk in. I open the door. The steam, it, it's the, that, that, that thing just hit. Sauna or steam room? Steam. You can't steam really see room. it either. I'll tell you why it's that steam matters. Room. I can't see squat. Yep. I, I'm walking through. It's yep. all murky and dark. And I hear, like, I'm sorry, but the only I can describe is, like, grunting. <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell is going on in <laughs> Mail here? Male noises? How many people are in here? What are you guys doing? <laughs> so I almost left, but frankly, you I was guys. kind of intrigued. I, I almost left. Maybe, maybe I wanted in. All right. And so I walked over. 
And I hope, I don't think he minds me saying, Baldy's just knocking out crunches oh. in the steam room. Bang, bang, bang. Like just, and I'm like, oh, how many do you do? He's like, oh, I do a thousand a day. I sat down, set up shop, <laughs> and I sat there just talking about, you know, whatever, the weather. You didn't do Baldi's, any crunches? No, hell no. I'm not doing them. Like, I'm not made like that. I, I just want to relax. He's at 600 every couple of minutes. 700 and no stopping. And I was inspired. I was motivated, like an absolute machine. I, I, I feel like I became a man in that steam room. I really did. It was wow. awesome. It was great. Well, great steam. Lost in the shuffle there is what was the photo shoot for and where are those photos? Yeah. It was it was this photo oh, shoot. Right. Uh, it was like, it, it's so if you see me in my official network photo, know that I had that post-Baldy steam room glow. And that's nice. why, I, you know, I'm just like a, nice. a killer. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.